When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's the letter from, McGee? In government. Some general, it says on the envelope. Oh, no, they can't draft you again. Oh, the heck they... Yes, it's Fibber McGee and Molly. Every night, Monday through Friday, NBC brings you the Fibber McGee and Molly program, transcribed, written by Phil Leslie and directed by Max Hubbard. Knowing what to do when accident or illness strikes your family is mighty important. The Red Cross trains millions of Americans each year in first aid, water safety, home nursing, and as volunteer nurses' aides. This training enables you to help the victim of an accident or to care for a member of your family who is ill. Volunteer nurses' aides assist professional nurses in hospitals and clinics, in blood centers and with mobile blood collection units. This help requires skill. It is through the Red Cross that you and your neighbor can get that skill, can get that training. Through the Red Cross, you can answer the call of your family and your community. Help make this training possible. Give through the Red Cross Fund. Well, go ahead, McGee. Open the letter. Which general is it from? The Postmaster General, kiddo. And if he's beefing about my box rent being overdue again, he can just go... Oh, listen to this, Molly. Says, Dear Taxpayer... They can say that again. Yeah. Says, Your new administration is conducting a survey of the Postal Department to learn whether you, the taxpayer, are getting the proper service. That's what I like about new administrations. They're always so friendly, aren't they? Yep. Says, We are asking you, the taxpayer whether you consider the Postal Service in your area satisfactory or not. Your prompt reply will help us settle the seven and have the seven and seven and so forth and so on and signed Postmaster General. Well, bless their little political hearts. Write and tell them everything is just dandy and to let us know if they have a sale on airmail stamps. Boy, oh boy, how do you like that? Our own government asking me for advice. <laughs> I hope they know how far their necks are out. Oh, boy, will I give it to them. I'll write them guys a letter that'll melt the bronze plaques off of every post office from Peoria to Punxsutawney, PA. I'll knock them out a nasty note that'll wake up the dead letter office. I wouldn't be... I'll blow the lid off the whole dad-ratted postal department. That's what I'll blow the lid off the hole. Why? Why? What do you mean, why? The post office wrote and asked me what do I think of the service, didn't they? Naturally, I'm going to write them the dirtiest, most insulting letter I can think up. Why? Look, maybe you don't understand, my dear. This is the government. Nobody ever writes anything nice to the government. They want to know what I think of the Postal Service so Now, by... look, McGee, let's face it. Our mail service is just wonderful, and you know it. Ah. Every morning, come rain, snow, or stray dogs, that mailman climbs our front steps to bring you a circular or a, or a postcard or a gas bill. Ah. And if he hasn't any mail for you, he rings the bell to apologize. Yeah. Fine thing, waking a customer up just to tell him he's got no mail. 
Well, any customer that has to be waked up at half past ten in the morning doesn't deserve mail. Our postal service is just fine. Oh, yeah? You call it fine service last winter when I asked the mailman to mail a letter to Fred Nittany, and he says it isn't stamped, and I says, sell me a stamp, and he says I haven't got any with me, and he had to go clear back to the post office to get a three-cent stamp for me, and when he come back with a stamp, he didn't even have change for a $20 bill. You call that service? Well, he finally just gave you the stamp, didn't he? Yeah, I believe he did at that. It was dirty, though. It had sleet and snow all over it. You're lucky it wasn't blood. If I'd have been that mailman... Hold it, Tootsie. Come in. Well, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, kids. Hi, daughter. Hi, Johnny. What's new? We were just discussing a letter McGee got. Yeah, you can give me your opinion on it, Oldtimer. What do you think about the U.S. mail? Well, now, I was just reading some statistics on that today, Johnny. Good, let's have them. Says the average U.S. male today is two inches taller than his grandpa was, weighs 160 pounds, and likes bebop, baseball, and girls. He spends an average... No, 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 no. That's not the kind of male we're talking about. We mean the post office. Oh, he likes to play that, too. <laughs> the average U.S. male is... Hey, 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 hold it, hold it. I'm trying to tell you I got a letter from the government asking me what I think about the mail service. The post office department. So I... Oh, that post office. Well, now, that's a very fine institution, Johnny. That's what I keep telling him. I got a soft spot in my heart for the post office, kids. I never walk in there that it don't remind me of... Papa. Your father? Was he a mailman or something? I never knew, Johnny. Papa left home when I was just a boy. Disappeared into the night. Every day after that... Mama used to go down to the post office. Oh, waiting for a letter, was she? Nope. She just went in to admire Papa's picture on the wanted posters. <laughs> Had a very fine likeness of him that John Darms did. <laughs> he ever come back home? Well, it was very interesting, Johnny. I got so sick and tired of looking at that bald puss of Papa's that I snuck in there one night with a charcoal and drew a big head of hair, a mustache, and a full beard onto him. That done it. What happened? Cops took a look at it the next morning, went out and arrested General Grant. Ah, oh, for the love of you, Papa come home, and him and Mama lived happily ever after. And that's why I love the post office. So long, kids. So long. At least once a day, you probably hear the old saying, it takes all kinds of people to make a world. That could very easily be changed to, it takes all kinds of people to make a community. In your community, there are people of different races, creeds, and nationalities. Each of them has something to give to the community, his strength, skill, or knowledge to make it a better place. When you let racial or religious prejudice influence your community life, it's yourself that you're cheating. It's your country's good name that you're tampering with. Let's read the old saying this way. It takes all kinds of people to make a community or a nation strong. Just sit down and write the postmaster general and tell him the postal service is just fine. Oh, no. Not yet, kiddo. I'll think about it a while first. Well, I can't find anything to complain about, and neither can you. Well, I'll keep trying, though, to... Hey, 
What about that big hassle we had with them guys three years ago over the Christmas cards? Yeah, the Christmas cards. What about that, the Christmas cards? You mean the time we got them all out early in December? Yeah, New Year's Day rolled around and not one of our cards had been delivered and I went down to that post office and I... Oh. <laughs> you found them in my overcoat, didn't you? I did that. Well, I'll think of something. All right, sweetheart, but don't write any poison pen notes till I get back. I've got to run upstairs and sort the laundry before the laundromat. Okay, gets you. Tootsie. Ah, there goes a good kid. And generous to a fault. Here's the government just begging me to criticize him, and she wants me to pass up the chance to blast the daylights out of him, but by George, I'll stick... Come in. Hi, mister. Oh, hello there, Teeny. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to see you. What you doing, mister? What you doing? What you anything? Oh, as a matter of fact, sis, I'm conducting an impartial survey among my neighbors as to the merits and the demerits of the United States Postal Service as represented locally. Answer yes or no. Well, I, uh... Hmm? <laughs> I got a letter here from the Postmaster General, Teeny. They want to know if our mail delivery is okay. What do you think? Well, I, I think our mailman is just wonderful, mister. He's so nice. Yeah? Yeah. Every morning he goes to the house next door, and a pretty lady comes to the door, and he gives her a letter, and then he gives her a, a big kiss. Aha! Now I got him. Now! You mean to tell me the mailman kisses all the women down the block? Oh, no, no. Just the lady next door to us, the one he's married to. Oh, that one. Well, even so, that's not very official behavior. Yesterday, our mailman went to Willie Toops' house, and <laughs> he rang the doorbell, and Willie came to the door, and Willie's dog ran out and bit him right on the veranda. <laughs> yeah? Did the mailman get sore? Oh, no, he just laughed like everything. The dog bit him, and he laughed? No, the dog bit Willie. Oh, Willie. <laughs> that silly dog. He always bites Willie. Yeah. He thinks Willie's a pork chop, I betcha. Yeah, well, there is a certain resemblance. But to get back to the mailman... His name is Mr. Gilman. Oh. Yeah, Gilman. Mm -hmm. And me and Willie always wait for him when he comes home from work because he plays Indian with us. Oh, plays Indian, mm -hmm. huh? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Willie's the big chief, and I'm the papoose, and Mr. Gilman is the squaw. Oh. And uh, he lets me ride in his mail pouch all around the block, and boy, does it ever get stuffy in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I can see I'm not getting anywhere with you, sis. I just hate to pass up a chance to blow the lid off of this Oh, huh? there he goes now on the way home. Who? Hey, Mr. Gilman. Oh. Doggone it, this is very discouraging. Here I get the chance of a lifetime to tell Who these guys... Who here, McGee? Oh, that kid down the street. I still think she's a midget. Doggone it, this is disgusting, Molly. Twenty years I've been writing nasty letters to the government. Oh, at least twenty years, sweetie. So now, for the first time in my life, the government asked me to criticize them. They begged me to criticize them. And I ain't been able to dig up a thing. But by George, I'll think of something to beep about if it takes me the rest Molly. of... Molly! McGee! You home? Oh, yes. Come on in, Dr. Gamble. Well, afternoon, my dear. Hello, grouch puss. Hi, Blob. You gonna bowl with us tonight? Yeah. See, who's ahead of the bowling, Doctor? You or McGee? I am, of course. But... When it comes to any sort of physical contest with little mouse muscle, my dear, I am way out in front. You're way out in the back, too, Lord Bucket. Oh. <laughs> and way out on both sides. And, hey, what do you find wrong with the Postal Service, Doc? Huh? Postal Service? Yeah, Postal Service. Give me the dirt. Do they lose your mail? Do they ever bring you packages of medicine busted all up? Does the mailman track mud in your office and flirt with your nurse? Have you seen my nurse? A good point. 
Hey, what brought all this on, anyhow? Well, himself here, uh, like all taxpayers, I suppose, got a letter from the Postmaster General today asking him how the Postal Service is. Yeah, and I've been racking my brain all day, and frankly, I can't find a dad-ratted thing to beef about. Ain't that disgusting, Doc? I can see how you feel. It's a dirty, underhanded trick. That's what it is. Yeah. If they'd ask me what I think about taxes or about them chug holes on 14th Street or how do I feel about the price of groceries. But no, they got to ask me about the Postal Service. Oh, come on. Give up, McGee. Uh, (laughs) Answer the Postmaster General's letter. Come on, now. Here's a pen. Okay. I know when I'm licked. Yeah, and I know how it hurts you to write something nice. Yeah, well, gee whiz. Dear... Mr. Farley, I got your... Hey, 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 wait a minute, Farley. That's what it says on the letter, stupid. James A. Farley, Postmaster General. Let's see that. Heavenly days, look at the date. Huh? Oh, my gosh, November 23rd, 1932. Great Scott. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Dear Mr. Farley, frankly, we find your mail delivery... A little slow. Fibber and Molly will be back in a moment. The old expression, it's a small world, has new meaning today. The world has grown even smaller. With modern long-range aviation, enemy planes could reach the United States in a matter of hours. Of course, our nation has taken steps to protect us. There's an extensive radar network to detect the approach of planes. But radar can't do the entire job. That's up to us as individual citizens. Right now, the Air Defense Command needs 300,000 more volunteers for its Ground Observer Corps. Write or phone your nearest Civil Defense Center. All right, Ground Observer Corps, Air Force, Washington 25, D.C. NBC has brought to you the Fibber McGee and Molly program, transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. The part of Teeny was played by Teeny. And here are Fibber and Molly to say... See you tomorrow night. Good night. Good night, all. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again tomorrow night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Just for laughs, listen to Can You Top This next on the NBC Radio Network. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu.